Ready to rock. Let's do it. Let's do it. First episode of 2022. First episode of 2022. Um, you want to know the first name I'm going to mention this this year on this episode? You want you want to guess? I hope it's Demar Derozan. Hmm. Okay, who it should you know, be? That's not who it was going to be. But yeah, let's 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 start with Demar. Um, yeah, back to back game about- winners. Yeah. Um, we we can have the dialogue. Um, is he an MVP conversation? He you should be. A, he should be. <laughs> he should be. What do, what do you think? Absolutely. I don't, you know, okay. it's crazy. It's to me, it's not even like a hot take. It, like, it's he's not getting the bus. He should be. Like it's it's crazy. It's really crazy because we we saw last year where guys were fighting to to get into the the playoffs. We're talking about like, oh, they should be a uh, you know MVP stuff like that. I'm not gonna say any names. Even this year with you know the King, people are saying the same thing. So like Demar Derozan. Coming from the San Antonio Spurs, Chicago Bulls was in the playoffs before. It's not like he just came to a playoff team. They were pretty bad. So it's like, give this man some respect. Give this man some credit. I think he definitely deserves to be in the MVP race. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, and then when you look at, you know, their record, the Chicago Bulls record, you know, those yeah. back-to-back game winners, it's almost like it should be pretty obvious. Um, I know people like to fall in love with, you know, the top names of the KDs and Stephs and all that. But, like, at the end of the day, he, you know, he's, on a, he's the best player on the team where or one of the best players on the team where like they're winning a good amount of ball games first um, are they in first place now i think yeah, so right that, that's what i'm saying well i mean yeah <laughs> they are so it's like well i don't know what what more you'd want from a player and a team outside of winning and mm-hmm. he's producing himself so it's like that's the combination of winning mvp so in my opinion man demar Derozan definitely deserves to be in the mvp conversation um when you kind of consider not just his numbers but the overall play of the bulls it's like it's actually a no-brainer it's it's crazy. It's it's crazy though, Theus. It's crazy that sound. We're just talking about the conversation, like just being the conversation. And right, he's not. Right. We're not really hearing like yo, Demar Derozan being. We're hearing Giannis. We're hearing Seven Carey. We're hearing Kevin Durant. Like we just want Demar Derozan in the conversation. Like this season, he's averaging he's averaging twenty six points, shooting fifty percent from the field, <laughs> five rebounds, four assists, <laughs> and check this out. I think his three point percentage is like thirty seven percent this year. Which has always been like a they say oh a flaw of Demar Derozan he's actually shooting the three point very in a, a very high percentage this year so it's just like what else does he have to do to just get his name in the conversation because to be honest his name should just be in the conversation his name should probably be on the top of the MVP race when we talk about who deserves to be the front leaders it should be Kevin Durant Steph Curry and Demar Derozan should be right up there. At the top, not like oh, should Demar be in the conversation? No, he should be at the damn top. Say that, say that. I'm not mad at it at all. Again, like I said, like the numbers are there. Like this, this isn't even a conversation anymore of like, all right, who are you picking or who's better, or whatnot. But like, because all those are based off, I feel like opinion. And even though you can yeah. might make the case MVPs might be the same, it's like right now, again, like the Bulls are playing great basketball, and he himself, again, coming off those game winners, like we you, like we already knew that Demar was cold. We knew that, but now I think he's elevated his game to the next level where it's like all right we are having some serious serious conversations i just hope you know again that chicago can continue to play this way come playoff time which i think they will and i think they have a bunch of guys who like are ready for that moment it's like mm-hmm. they have guys who they were like one piece away or like it was just yeah. one thing that happened with their previous team or whatever now like you know with zach with demar with Vucevic, all that it's like they have the guys to do it so it, yeah. It's been and exciting I, to watch Chicago, though. And I, and I get it because some people feel like, you know, like I, like I said, it's a 1A, 1B type combination between DeMar and Zach. So some people are going to feel like, yeah, DeMar came there and he's helped elevate the Chicago Bulls, but Zach Levine, is he really better than Zach Levine? It's not really about that because all I know is that Zach Levine was there with Nikola Vucevic last year and they wasn't in the playoffs. DeMar came <laughs> and DeMar's doing what he's doing. Now they're the number one seed. So even if... People personally feel like Zach may be better than DeMar. It's just like, yo, DeMar has to get that credit because DeMar came on and helped elevate this team into not just a top four seed, a playoff team. They're the number one seed right now in the Eastern Conference. Let me tell you something else. Not only are they the number one seed, like they're a legitimate contender. It's, I, don't, I don't look at like, I look at the duel of Zach Levine and I look and Zach Levine and DeMar Rosen. It's not like I... Like, wouldn't be surprised, like you said last week, like, yo, they're the top two seed. Like, I wouldn't be surprised to make the Eastern Conference Finals. I wouldn't be surprised to go to the finals. Like, they're that good. Like, that's that's how good the Chicago Bulls are. Yeah, and to me, I don't even think it's just a matter of, I mean, obviously, it is 1A and 1B, but I don't think it's a matter of who's better. But I think 
the fact that they have been able to figure it out, right? Because a lot of teams, even with having the talent and all, you know, all the, the good roster on paper in history, haven't been able to figure it out. So not only are they winning, they're winning at a high level and again, being the number one seed in a conference. They're not fourth, they're not fifth, they're not like, yeah. oh shit, this is kind of impressive. No, like they are, yeah. you can make the case that they're the best team in the conference, right? Just right. again, based off numbers and records. That's not right. a crazy take to say. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's just crazy, you know, to, to have an MVP candidate um, type of guy on their team in Chicago, obviously, you know, one of, you know, previous MVPs with you know, Derek Rose and, and, and Mike situations, but it's like, this is some serious talks that, you know, can happen with Chicago. And I think, I won't say it was only a matter of time, but I am happy that this franchise was able to kind of, you know, put the pieces together to help Zach out. I know we've yeah. had, you know, Chicago episodes before, but like, it was time, man. It really was. Yeah. It really is. was. <laughs> You know, you know, I know. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I know. I was going for, to war about Zach Levine. Like people, he's a, he's just a stat chaser, this and that. No, like all he needed was some help, and now he has help. And I think it's also very impressive when you talk about Demar Derozan and Chicago Bulls. It's kind of like a lot of people said they wouldn't work, and I and I keep telling people like, you got to understand basketball. It's just like when you pair two lethal scores on the same team, and you have the right pieces around them. They're going to thrive. Similar with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. People want to talk about like, oh, I, know, I always say like it's hard to win with a wing tandem. But at the same time, it's just like you got to have the right pieces to really work. It's not going to be their talent. Talent-wise, they're good. But you got to also have the right pieces to plug in. Lonzo Ball is the right piece. Alice Caruso is the right piece. Nikola Vucevic is the right piece. They got pieces that really make those two just have to focus on, all right, you know what? I could just score. <laughs> and you guys can do the other parts. That's kind of what the Boston Celtics is missing with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I'm sure we're going to talk about Jalen Brown. Yeah, you know, I was just getting ready to ask you too, kind of going off that wing tandems, what would you say is the difference um, between those two? Not necessarily biggest, just like their playing style, but just like mm -hmm. why is everything working in Chicago, it seems like, but things aren't up to the par biggest, the way the, that things the biggest, expect in Boston. The, the biggest difference between why things are working with Chicago Bulls rather than the Boston Celtics, in my opinion, it's like I said, the team-wise. I think in order for the Boston Celtics to be really successful, you got to build a team similar to the Chicago Bulls. You got to have a big man that can play inside, outside, and Nikola Vucevic. You got to have a guard that can catch and shoot, but also can facilitate for others like Lonzo Ball. They got Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is like their Alex Caruso. He's a better version than Alex Caruso. Of course, Marcus Smart is better. But they have that, they have that guy. They have that piece, but they need, to like, they need a point guard. A playmaker, a facilitator. You need a guy that they can dump the ball to inside in the post and say, you know, go get me, you know, 15 to 20 and 10 a night. Like Robert Williams is an athletic rim protector, athletic center, but he's not a guy you can dump the ball to and say, like, yo, slow the game down. Like, go get me a, you know, something in the post, post fadeaway, a hook shot, easy. Like, let's run our offense through him. Let's take some of the pressure off of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. That's the biggest difference with the Chicago Bulls and the Boston Celtics, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and the last name that you mentioned, Jalen Brown. Uh, so obviously, again, we talk about that duo of him and Jason. But let me ask you something. Do you think that Jalen Brown is underappreciated? I want to say... <sighs> I want to say, think about it. Think about it, because I, yeah, I hear yeah, you the know word what? superstar get thrown a lot when it comes to Jason Tatum, which I think, you know, it, it should be. But yeah. is it no, time think... that we really say, like, all right, Jalen and, like... He's he's here. Like it's not. Yeah, just, I think it's. I I you think know. you're right. I think you're right because I think what happens is, it took Jalen Brown a little time to kind of like, get to where he's at. That's the biggest difference between him and Jason Tatum. It's not really talent. Like they're these guys are both talented. Yes, I think Jason Tatum is better, but it's not like the gap is extremely wide. It's really like, all right, apples and oranges. Like if somebody said, you know what this. Pick between Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Like, if I pick Jason Tatum first, you get Jalen Brown's second pick. You'd be like, all right, I'm good with that. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not a big drop-off. So, I feel like Jalen Brown really came into the league, and it took him time to develop. And, and shout-out to Jalen Brown because he really improved on his game. He went from a guy that came into the league that was super athletic. Then he went from, all right, athletic and play defense. Then he went to a, a 3 and D guy. Then he worked on his game some more. Now he became like a crane off the dribble, handle elite three-level scorer, all right. Then he became an all-star. Now the question is, all right, what you going to do next? <laughs> and that next is what you said. Oh, okay. He, Jalen Brown may be, he could be a superstar someday. 
Jalen yeah. Brown can Jalen Brown probably can be like, all right, like we know we got Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. We love this wing tandem, but a team may be like, well, Jalen Brown could maybe be the best player on, on his own team. Like <laughs> maybe we should go out and try to make a trade for him to be our number one guy. Yeah, and, and the reason I mean you brought up a good point, the idea of like Jalen Brown was he's improved kind of like year after year. And Jason, you can kind of I feel like tell like off rip, like, yeah, this you know, yeah. he's going to be like a superstar in this league. But there's nothing wrong with either approach though, right? I think yep. you know, the fact that Jalen has shown progression and he's, you know, again gotten better year and year. Not to say that Jason hasn't, but just like you can just really see it early on what mm-hmm. you know Jason was going to be. But now Boston has an interesting decision to make, and they've had this question presented to them multiple times in multiple years now. But now that I think both of those guys are like on the verge of entering their prime, because they're not like no, they're not babies think, anymore, right? Well, they're I mean, not. I went. I went caught up. I'm in not like, saying they're they, like you know they, they come they're in veterans, they, they, but they come in so they're, they're. I mean, they come in the, the game so young. Like I think Jalen Brown is about to be. It's either 25, and I think Jason Tatum is 23. Like. Right, but so I'm, Jay- I'm saying though they're not like rookies going up yeah, against LeBron no more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's not like okay, we got some teenagers, so let's applaud. You know, the real question got to be asked is like once, a, you know, players reach a certain level, it's like, and again, I don't, I personally don't think you know they should be broken up and all that, but just like what's next, right? That that's the ultimate question. What what is next? What are we doing as a franchise? And I think those two obviously want to win a championship, but to your yeah. point about Chicago, do they have the pieces? Are they doing? Their best that's, job to really surround oh, those two with the a, correct pieces. Yep. That's like, the problem. Organization. What you going to do? Brad Stevenson. What you going to do? You went from head coach and got a promotion <laughs> for an office. <laughs> you know, I don't know any, 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 that's, I don't want to get into that, but it's just kind of like, what you going to do? Are you going to put the right pieces for these two players to, to succeed together? So we, people can stop to like, oh, like they need to break up. They really don't like playing with each other because we, we hear all that. And it's nobody really knows that. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't really seem that way because both those guys seem very chill and very laid back. But, of course, the media and those questions are going to be asked if they're losing and stuff like that. Boston organization, front office, put the right pieces around Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum so they can succeed. So people can see like, yo, it was laughable for us to even consider breaking these two up. That's what we that's what we want. That's what I'm hoping for. Now, me personally, do I believe that's going to happen? No, I do not. It sounds like there's a butt coming. <laughs> like the way you pause like no I do not. Now, but but, yeah, oh. but but cuz you know, I have my own <laughs> places where I want <laughs> Jalen Brown and and, and Jason no, Tatum, no, you know. Where, where do you want Jalen? I I know um Jason, where do you want Jalen? Do you have a you have a you know, you know, Josh Smith came on and talked about how Atlanta Hoopers are very oh, underrated. Wow. And he mentioned a lot of names, and he left off Jalen Brown. But you know, Jalen Brown is from the state of Georgia. Wow! I would love Jalen Brown with the Atlanta Hawks with yeah, Trey Young. Hawks? Talk okay. about talk about a championship. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. you no, know, it'll be it would be guess, serious. If I had to guess, it'll be serious. You know, you know Atlanta will have to give up your man's. They'd have to give up your boy. You gotta which, do what you got. You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta oh, do. Man. Don't you ever do be a you GM. You gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta do. Hey, oh. I love. I love. <laughs> you know, I. I don't want to even throw my boy name in the trade rumors, but if 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 it's possible for the Atlanta Hawks to get Jalen Brown and they want Cam Reddish, I. You know, they the organization may have to walk them to the airport. Like we we like <laughs> we appreciate you, but you know Jalen Brown is is here. You know what I'm saying? And Cam Reddish could be potentially like a Jalen Brown type of player. Like he's that talented. Like that's how talented I believe that Cam Reddish is. I think he has the potential to be his ultimate potential could be like a Paul George if he reaches the maximum potential he can be. To me, it's like a Paul George type of player. He's that skill. He's that talented. But Jalen Brown is a two way monster, two way stud. <laughs> three level score create off the dribble play can guard the opposing team's best defender right now you know what I'm saying and it's just kind of like why not make a move because at the end of the day like the Atlanta Hawks ain't gonna better pay and keep everybody cause it's gonna you know what I'm saying that's the problem like the you might as well try to make a trade you're not gonna better pay and keep everybody so well, I mean, adding a guy like Jalen Brown to your team, that's not going to help financially. I mean, just the idea. Well, you move, pe- move, move some pieces around, though. You move Kevin Herter. You move, like, Kevin Herter's got a contract, four-year, $64 million deal. Um, and then Cam Reddish, maybe, or some other pieces. I don't know, John Collins. I don't know, something. But if you if you got a chance to pair, pair 
Trey Young and Cam, Trey Young and Jalen Brown together in the backcourt, it's just like that's scary. But you know what's funny? Who knows if either of those franchises wouldn't let it go of the of their guys? You know, like because if you're the Hawks, you might think to yourself, like, all right, well, we just made the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't know if we really want to shake yeah. things up too much. And obviously, you know, Jalen, you know, is, is like that. But on the flip side, Boston, if you're like, all right, we haven't gotten a championship yet, but we still have two wing tandems that are young, right? Yeah. That might that you can make the case they haven't even scratched the surface yet in terms of reaching their true potential and true prime. You know what I'm saying? So who knows? Yeah. Um, what, but my, my thing is, too, is like, how long do you wait? Right? Like, how long is too yeah. long? How long is it where it's like, all right, mm-hmm. let's, let's get active. Let, let, let's talk yeah, about you better, it. You better, get, you better get active, Boston, because let me tell you something. The, if they don't win a championship, it's, it's not going to be like, people love to talk about money and stuff like that. But it's just like, we saw players, we, like, we, this is a new generation where you can get your money, you can still get to the destination you want to go to. Anthony Davis showed us that. So don't get it twisted. Like <laughs> this is a new like AD. player players running the league type. I'm gonna get my money, but you know what? If I'm not traded to here, I'm not signing. I'm not playing for nobody. And I love you can, that. You, you can roll the dice. You can roll the dice at the Toronto Raptors and get Kawhi Leonard, and everything can work out. You can win a championship. But at the end of the day, it's just like that's not what what Kawhi and the Raptors did. That is very very like unlikely to happen. That was like some magical season type shit like yo like once in a <laughs> every 20 years something like that a superstar player that doesn't want to be in toronto ends up going to toronto and winning the championship and then he goes to where he wants to be like that's crazy like that that season was just crazy like the 2019 season was really crazy we, yeah, actually, we really think about it <laughs> yeah it's actually crazy when you really yeah like you said think about it, just take some time like damn Kawhi really just you know <laughs> just chilling <laughs> yeah just said, i kind of want to leave <laughs> left you got a chip and then left again. Go, go where um, you hey, be. Yeah. Hey, control is very important. Um, so another name that I wanted to to talk about um was Josh Giddy. Um, and the reason why I say that is because, you know, I want to make a quick shout out to to Jalen, who we had on the show beforehand, who came on and talked about the possibilities of Josh winning um rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. And I can only speak for myself, but in terms of how I originally viewed that. You know, obviously <laughs> being big fans of, you know, Jalen and Cade wasn't sleep on Josh, but just, you know, mm-hmm. only one person can win the award. You feel me? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, being the what the youngest player ever to record a trip dub, passing yeah. LaMelo, that's that's very tough. It seems like every that, year it gets it's a new passing. But still though, I mean that's yeah. I mean I mean I know, you know, guys have averaged triple doubles and, and now it might become more and more common, but like still, like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, at that age to to get a trip dub, I mean and you look yeah, at the other guys. I mean, passing the mellow. That's yeah. Josh Giddy. He's he's smooth. Like I like his game. Like I like the way he, he plays. He's a smart basketball player. Yeah. High high IQ. Has a great feel for the game. He's a traditional guard. He doesn't really care about scoring. But like if he's open, you know, especially for the three point line, he'll let it fly. But it's his number one mission when he steps on the basketball court is trying to make guys better. And that's what you like. like he had a he had a game where he had zero points. 10 assists and 10 rebounds. That should let you know he's a traditional point guard. Like he don't care about scoring. Hopefully, though, like over the course of his career, like I would like him to see, like, all right, we know you can pass. We know you could, you know, rebound and stuff like that. I would like him to, you know, to go get your shot a little bit more often. Yeah, yeah. No, I I hear you on that. Um, I think I think the idea of being able to facilitate, you know, at that position with that height too is, is definitely going to help him out. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and with OKC definitely being in a youth movement. I feel like it, that also is a benefit. They're not in like a win-now mode, in my opinion, you know, in terms of like just mm-hmm. overall development. Um, it's definitely going to, you know, um, be a good thing for him. But, you know, I just wanted to mention him because yeah. I know, again, Jalen, you know, was, was It was a lot really, of people shocked. It was a lot yeah. of people shocked though, when he was drafted yeah. that high too as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah, like yeah, he was yeah, a yeah. sleeper. Like he was drafted high for a reason. And it's just like yeah. he's a tradi- traditional point guard. So it's just like he's. Yeah. And nowadays people are like, wait, what? Those those still exist? Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. They yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's crazy. It's so uncommon. Like now, like have a traditional point. Even like I talked about, we talked about last week about John ja Morant. Like the best thing I like about John ja Morant is kind of like, he's not like Dame. He's not like Steph. You know what I'm saying? He reminds me of the 2000s guards. That's kind of his play style. So it's very nice to see that, especially in a game where now we're seeing all the guards are just being dominant scoring first point guards that just shoot the lights out and, and stuff like that. You know, it's, it's nice to see something a little bit different, a little bit fresh. So shout out to Josh. 
Definitely. For sure, for sure. Shout out to Josh, man. And John right. Moran, baby. And and John Moran as well. We got uh, two guys that should be returning sometime in the next seven days as of this recording. Yeah. Um, we've talked about them on, on previous episodes, but it's getting closer and closer to that time. <sighs> yes. So who would you like to start off with? I think you know which uh, two I'm talking about, but which one would you like to well, We can start the start one that's supposed to turn, return Wednesday. Wednesday night. Kyrie Please do. Please do. The best, the best artist in the game is returning. The best entertainer in the game is returning. The most skilled point guard in NBA history, in my opinion, is returning to play basketball. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be exciting. I think he's going to put on a, uh, a show. I don't think people have to really worry about like, oh, like he hasn't been playing or is he in game shape? I think he's going to be fine. I think we've seen guys getting 10 days off the street coming out hooping. This is Kyrie Irving we're talking about. Like, I think it's going to be special. And I'm eager to see how is it going to work long term with the Brooklyn Nets because it's only about he's only going to play like 35 games this regular season because he's only playing part-time so I'm, I'm very interested to see how it's going to work out how's the dynamic how's the chemistry but people are complaining people are talking about oh Kyrie Irving like he shouldn't be allowed to do that let me tell you something when you're talented <laughs> when you are the best at your craft Sometimes you get rewarded certain things that other people don't get rewarded. <laughs> it's just yeah, simple when you as that. when you have leverage and you're very good at what the hell you do, you can chill hey. sometimes. You you can man, and you I laugh the, because you can push yeah. the envelope. Yeah, and I laugh too because the idea of like him playing part time, like he's a you know, <laughs> I mean it's real. You know what I'm saying? This idea yeah. of you know he can't play home games, but it's like you know, fifty percent of Kyrie Irving is better at basketball than. <laughs> Some people, hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. So, I'll take yeah. it there, hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. yeah. You, you kind of take those odds, but yeah, it, it, it's gonna be dope to see. Um, and originally in the earlier games, I'm not even really looking for chemistry, right? Like I'm not even looking to see if you know they can, you know, get it back together. I don't care. I, yeah. I, I am literally just watching the games to see, you know, you know, good shit, like straight like that. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not here to. Well, you know, they don't seem like they were. I don't care. If they, if, they, if they end up going out there and play isolation basketball for 48 minutes, that actually might be a great thing for me. Okay, so to have Kyrie back is definitely um, a good thing. I know people are going to be, you know, criticizing early on, talking about overall fit with the team and chemistry and all that shit and how long it's going to take for those guys to click. I don't give a damn. All I want to see is Kyrie put someone on a damn island and everyone else get the hell out the way. <laughs> I'm sorry, but hey, basketball is basketball. But... Winning games, hey, okay, they might do it, they might not. All right, I don't give a shit. But if he goes out there and gives you 40, let's talk about it. Yeah. That's just the way I see it. Which, who knows? You know what, though? If he does go out and give 40, which, I mean, minutes-wise, it might be tough to do, just, mm-hmm. you know, conditioning and all that, getting back to, you know, in shape. And, you know, it is it's still the league at the end of the day. But um, if he goes back and hopefully, you know, shows out in his first um, game back, that's going to be special, man. And hopefully it shuts up a lot of people. Hopefully it shuts up a lot of people, man. But, yeah. you know, Kyrie is unfortunately one of those guys in the league that's probably most hated, you know, like. Yeah. And, and, we, and we know who those guys are, but Kyrie, unfortunately, is one of those guys at the top of that list. And it's like sometimes when a guy, you know, doesn't play for whatever reason, right, whether it be injuries or whatever, people soon forget what the hell these guys are capable of. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, he comes back and reminds folks of what, you know, he can do. Yeah. What about... Let's talk about the other the other one guy, um, Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. You know, it's, How do you feel? it's so it's so so crazy, man. Because we're talking about two guys who top seventy five players, in my opinion, um, mm-hmm. Hall of Famers, champions. But crazy enough, they're still on good teams that are winning games now. And it's like you would think that adding those two guys to their respective teams is going to like save them, quote unquote. But their teams <laughs> don't yes. really need to be saved. Yeah. Right, not necessarily saying that the teams don't need them, but they're not in a position where it's like, oh shit, we have five hundred. Let's, mm-hmm. man, Kyrie coming back or damn, we just lost eight games in a row. Clay coming back, oh, let's party. You know what I'm saying? Like it's mm-hmm. so. I think that's a good thing because it's less pressure on them. Um, not to say that you know, I mean they've been doing this for years now, so not to say that that would, you know, affect their game a lot. But to know that you're entering in an environment where you're not being heavily relied on, I don't know, like the damn Lakers. In, in terms of just like, all right, we need you to do everything, call yeah. it what it is. Like, so I think that's going to be a good thing, especially when you got two guys come back, one from injury and the other one just, you know, for, for other reasons, of course, but just the idea of conditioning, changing and, and being able to adjust and all of that. So um, I'm happy to have Clay back, you know, um, you know, Splash Bros and all that. 
Um, it's been, it's been a long time. It's been a while. I know he's happy and, he, and yeah, I know he's gonna be ready for couple, it. But couple seasons, you know, man. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm very, that's why I'm it's very, you know. I'm happy for him. Hope he comes back. Hope he's he's healthy. I'm very interested to see what version of Clay Thompson we're going to get because. Similar to Kevin Durant, a lot of people are talking about Kevin Durant's not going to come back as a top five player after he tours Achilles and stuff like that. I was just like, all right, okay, you'll see. <laughs> it's just like when your game is predicated on skill set, not athleticism, you're more likely to come back, not probably close to the same, but it's just like you're more likely to come back as, as a superstar player easier if your game was predicated on athleticism. Crazy how Kevin Durant came back off Achilles and else damn near arguably the best player in the world. <laughs> yeah, and it's like That's, neither of those guys, Clay or Kyrie, have to do that. Like exactly. no one is expecting you know Kyrie yeah, or Clay to go out for it's 40. not those it's not those expectations for those guys. Yeah, they don't have to. It would be nice. It'd yeah, be lovely if we get uh, you know a eight three point game from Clay. It'd be nice if we get a twenty point fourth quarter from Kyrie. But fortunately for them, they don't have to do that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like and you know it, it's it's I think it's good too um, for them to be playing now, not just you know to to you know watch basketball, but as we get closer and closer to the playoffs and mm-hmm. to the finals, it's going to be like all right. At that point, chemistry will play a huge factor, right? So now I don't really care about it because, like I said, I just want to see, you know, good basketball. But eventually there's going to come a time where it's like, all right, how do y'all fit, right? How are we, how was the team playing? Um, yeah. But again, anytime you add two guys like that, right, like I think everything's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah I'm, happy, I'm happy that Clay is coming back, like I said. It's crazy because when we talk about Kyrie Irving, we talk about Clay Thompson, it's not even like – they're superstars. Like you said, top 75 all-time talents in both our opinions. But it's just kind of like they're also like the best at some of – they're like the best at what they do. Like I say that Kyrie Irving's the most skilled point guard of all time. That's what the Brooklyn Nets are getting. Like we look at Klay Thompson. Klay Thompson arguably is the second greatest three-point shooter in the history of the game. <laughs> that's what the Warriors are getting. It's just crazy to think about. Like, not only are they getting like superstars coming back, they're getting two players like at some of the best at what they do, which is just insane to really think about. And if you're a basketball fan and you love the game, you're very excited to get these two players back. And Klay Thompson, like I said, his game is predicated on skill set, but I'm still interested to see more so how he's going to be able to adjust off these injuries, not offensively. But defensively, because that's what made Klay Thompson so special. It wasn't just his offense. It was also his defense and being able to help Steph really like, all right, I'm going to guard Damian Litter. I'm going to guard John Moran. I'm going to guard Derrick Rose. I'm going to guard all the top Chris Paul, all the top point guards and all the guards. I'm going to I'm going to guard these guys. And even wing players too, Paul George, some nice LeBron James. I'm going to guard these guys. So I'm interested to see like. I don't expect him to do that. But I'm interested to see, but we, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I know he's going to do offensively, but defensively is where like, I'm really going to be watching and, and analyzing and try to see, okay, can he st- is, is guys just blowing by him? Like, can he move quick, you know, quick feet? It's, it's, that's what I'm very it's, interested to see. Yeah, I don't know. It, I'm, I'm hoping, it, I'm hoping it is, you know, I'm hoping it is, but like, I just don't know. That's what I got to really see. And, and I think that part is going to take some time. Right. Okay. I think that's probably going to take the most time. Like shooting, like you don't lose your ability to shoot, right? And yeah. to me, like at any age, really, like you don't lose your ability to shoot. But just overall, you got to remember, right? They're guarding guys that can give you 30 on any given yeah. night. And so that's tough to do fully healthy, right? Exactly. And so to now kind of make that adjustment towards getting back um, to that level, again, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, but fortunately for them, you know, like I said, they do have time on their hands, right? They not only have just a good record, um, but months to really get it right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? If, if, if this was late March and they fight to get into a playing game, it, may, it might, you know, be a little scary. Mm-hmm. But at least they have both of those things um, to their benefit. Um, yeah. And again, you, you mentioned the idea of like, you know, Clay's game isn't based off athleticism, right? Like you don't think of Clay and think, all right, well, shit, he's going to, you know, catch a body. You think more of like, all right, you know, obviously he uses his quick feet and whatnot on the defensive end, but fortunately he still has that shooting touch that we've seen kind of, you know, in videos and stuff like that. It's it's still there, right? Like it's still, he's still a top five three-point shooter of all time. So that's yeah. something that doesn't leave. Like, so. No, that, but that's it, real. It's, it's going to be interesting. No, that's definitely real. I'm, I'm also very, it's, it's kind of like he also is kind of going to a better situation now because it's like they got 
the Warriors got defenders now that can really guard. So that's going to allow him to kind of, like you said, take his time defensively and just kind of maybe just focus on offense. Or he may not have to, like, take those tough assignments anymore. Now they got Andrew Wiggins. Now they got Gary Payton Jr. Like, they got guys who can actually guard. They got Draymond as well. Like, they got some guys that can – and, you know, James Wiseman coming back. He's going to be a rim protector. He's going to be able to protect the rim. So they got some guys that can guard, you know. So it's going to be very interesting to see, definitely. But I think it's going to be fine. I think it's going to be great. Kyrie, Klay Thompson returning. And it's, yeah. it's going to be a fun, fun – it's going to be fun. Definitely gonna be fun. Yeah, it's 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 crazy that two of the best teams in the league <laughs> are upgrading. Right? <laughs> this isn't these aren't we're not talking about two seventh seeds, right? Yeah. We're not talking about you know teams that are on you know long losing streaks. We're talking about possible finals matchup, right? Like teams are getting their second and are you know third best option, whatever, and it's like. You know. Imagine, Theus, imagine that. Imagine Golden State Warriors versus the Brooklyn Nets in the NBA Finals with everything that happened with the Golden State Warriors, how Kevin Durant left, and, you know, it's a Let's talk matter. about it. Let's do that. Let's it's, do that. Let's do not that. A, Why it's not? Not, let's open up that book. Not, let's open up a It's book. not a – yeah, let's, let's, like, just imagine that. Like, Golden State Warriors feeling like, oh, like, we can win a championship without – Kevin Durant, Ooh, all this stuff, all that stuff that, that happened. That is a good and, question. And, that and, is a good question. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Yeah. If the Golden State Warriors – and the Brooklyn Nets meet up in the NBA Finals. Who do you feel would need to win that series more for people it's, to shut the hell up? Who, Stephen Curry about, or Kevin talk, Durant? Talk, talk, talk Let's about, talk about it. Talk about some. Talk Let's about some talk about it. Crazy nerd is getting destroyed, man. Or some, or some crazy agenda's not getting destroyed, man. <sighs> either way, either way, either it's way, it it's nasty. gonna have to be somebody. I would love if it. I would, I would love. I would love to see it. I would love to see it because I, I predict, I predict the same person that they were talking about they didn't need, <laughs> I predict it's going to be victorious. Well, I, I mean, okay, you're talking about Kevin Durant, clearly. Yeah, I'm, um, yeah, I'm talking about Kevin Durant. I'm right, talking right, about Kevin right, Durant. No, no. I'm definitely right. talking about Kevin Durant. Right, but I'm saying that I don't think that Warriors fans or people feel like they didn't need Kevin Durant. Bro, or it was a, it was a lot of, it was, need, it was a, need, need is a, uh, is it, that's bro, a heavy word. I, 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 I came on here and I let people know all the time that I believe that Kevin Durant made the Golden State Warriors a dynasty. I'm, I've said it multiple times. I don't believe that they're winning multiple championships if they replace Kevin Durant with, let's say, a, I don't know, like a Paul George. I still think that. Kevin Durant was a, right. a key. It was a key. It was a key member of settle that championship down. team. I don't settle know. down. I don't know. Settle, or, settle or, or, down. Or Chris you mean to tell me, Chris no. Milton? I don't, Still, I don't know. Still settle down. All right. Know. So you mean to tell me? All right. So you mean to tell me that team with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Paul George? You don't know if they or Andre Migraine. You mean to tell me you don't know if that team would win the championship? I don't know if they were. I don't know. If, I don't know if they were beating LeBron in the crew, bro. Come on. I think Kevin. I think Kevin. I think Kevin Durant was that that big of a deal, bro. I really do. I got nothing but respect for KD, right? I mean, again, also one of the greatest shooters of all time. And we know what he can do. You know, one of the greatest three-point shooter scorers of all that of all time. But, like, Paul George also ain't I know, I love Paul a six-man. No. <laughs> Paul, Paul George ain't no 15-point no, score. It's Paul George. If they already got, got Paul George, but you got, but you got to were, understand, come on. We got, but you got to compare their games. Like, Kevin Durant is the perfect player that you drop and plug in. Like, Paul George, as great as he is, like, we, Paul George is at his best not playing the third option. Or really the second option. Paul George is at his best being the number one option. So would Paul George be able to go on that team and really like, oh, okay, not have the ball in his hands and just be a catch-and-shoot player? Would he be able to adjust mentally? Would he want to do that? So it's a whole lot of things. That's what I'm saying. Like, it ain't just like Kevin Durant is the perfect, almost really the perfect basketball player. You really break things down to it. Like, can score it in every level on the basketball court, can handle the ball, one of the greatest shooters of all time, but also Kevin Durant – you can drop Kevin Durant and place him in any NBA system, and they're going to flourish without it being a problem. Some guys, you can't do that, which is why I said I believe that Kevin Durant made the Golden State Warriors a dynasty. So if they do match up the Golden State Warriors and the Brooklyn Nets in the finals, I'm going, I, I'm going to pick the Brooklyn Nets because I feel that the Brooklyn Nets will have the better player amongst not, the two teams. Not mad at it, but let me address the earlier part. Okay. The idea, one, I agree. Like, you drop KD on any team, right? I think he's going to flourish. I don't give a damn if the team is flooded with small forwards. <laughs> he's going to flourish, right? Um, but two, I think 
Paul George would fit with that Warriors team, not because of Paul George being himself, but more so because of the Warriors, right? I think their two guys in their core system is designed in a way to kind of like everyone eats in a way. Like obviously Steph and Clay are like your top scorers, your top three-point shooters, but the way they were able to welcome KD in. Now again, Kevin Durant is going to get his points. We know that. But, but they look, also, look who, but it's look a very see. unselfish team though. Look what like, you said though. You said, but you said Kevin Durant. I remember doing Right, right, but I'm t- saying t- they allowed, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying, saying that, you know, KD, you know, wasn't yeah. going to get his buckets, but it also, some of that had to do with Steph and Clay being willing to That's allow what him to you open, go. you know what I'm saying? Like there you go. Let's you open know? that up. That's something you right. said. You said willing. Right. That's that's what because, I'm saying. I think, I think the same thing would happen will, with Paul George, though. Willing because it was Kevin Durant. When you got Kevin, Kevin Durant was already the top two basketball player in the world. Top three. He's been top two, top three, or whatever. It was still like stuff going on with like Clay Thompson, and it was like. Little rooms like, oh, Clay Thompson's not getting enough shots and stuff like that, like he wants to, like he's having to take a, be this third option, stuff like that. So, Paul George, I don't know how willing like Steph and, okay. and Clay would be compared to doing that for Paul George and doing that to Kevin Durant. That's all I'm saying. It's easy when it's Kevin Durant to say, all right, you know, Kevin Durant, you're going to be the best player on our team. But saying Paul George, like, Paul George is going to take less shots for Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson's probably thinking in his mind, he better than Paul George. So, it's just like, I don't know how willing, like, that situation would have worked out. That's just me looking on the inside, right? But on the right, outside right. in, to be honest. All right. So to be, let's make sure that we're clear. When I say willing, I don't mean like willing as if to say, "All right, Paul George is on our is on our team. We're gonna allow him to get the last shot." Or Paul George is on our team, so we're gonna allow him to shoot twenty times. I'm saying willing as if to say, like, "Yo, if we're having a bad night, we trust him enough to like, yo, get go get an isolation bucket, right? Yeah. Like, if Steph is shooting poorly from the field or Clay's shot isn't working." We have Paul George, who's like that, you know, it, what could be one of the greatest third options of all time. And so there is a difference. There is a gap, I feel like, between Kevin Durant and Paul George, obviously. But when you yeah. think about the team that KD joined, which we already know and stuff like that, being a 7-3-9 team and adding Paul George, I think they would have been in great shape. I think they would have been, they been, 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 been great. They would, I think they would have been, been great, but they, weren't, they wouldn't have been invincible. They were on. They were damn near uninvincible when they had Kevin Durant, bro. You could make the case that they were. I mean, they were beatable. I mean, they they got beat at seventy three now. But like, if you win seventy three games in a season, you're not too far off from being invincible, right? Win or lose. And to add Paul George, I mean, hey, <laughs> like all, all I know is they, like all I know is like if they have Paul George over Kevin Durant, it's a lot of people, and they played the Cleveland Cavaliers. I don't think that 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 series, that final series, is going to go the way that most people think it would have Paul George LeBron. almost did it by himself with a completely different team and a right. better LeBron team. So what do you think he would have done with Steph and Clay? Bro, who, I, I just who, don't feel who, like it's... Who is, I just, se- who is the second best player on those Pacers team? Okay. Danny Granger. <laughs> what Danny Granger. Danny Granger. Danny but, Granger? What? No! <laughs> No, Danny Granger. So, don't, was that? No, was that? Roy, Roy Hibbert, David West. <laughs> Love those two guys. Love them. Those series but, was really. Those series wasn't oh. really close as you really think about it. <laughs> but if, we, if you okay. really think about it, either way, either way, either way, either way, either way, either way, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. <laughs> all I know is if LeBron James, all of LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. They're not looking at the Golden State Warriors. They're, they respect Paul George, and this is—it seems like I'm taking a shot at Paul George. I'm not taking—I know how talented Paul George is, but I'm just got people don't understand. Like Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant. Like okay, that okay, you drop Kevin Durant, you drop you drop Kevin Durant on a 73-9 team. They're damn near unstoppable. Like everybody knew, like oh shit, they're gonna win the finals. I knew that. It was a wrap. That's why everybody was just like as basketball fans, like, are you serious? Like come on, like where's the competition? Like what? What the hell has happened? If they drop, if Paul George would have signed, I don't think that the reaction would have been as big. People would be like, "Damn, they got Paul George. Cool, let's run." You know what I'm saying? I really no. feel like that. I really feel like I really feel like the fear factor no. that Kevin Durant brought playing on the Golden State Warriors is like people really forget. Like, yo, Kevin Durant is like, it's it's just hard to explain. It's Kevin Durant. It's like it's like LeBron going to the Warriors. That's how I view like Kevin Durant going to. It's like LeBron going to the Warriors. Like shit. It's like Kevin Durant, like shit. But it's just like, all right, like, all right, Paul George going to work, like shit. Okay, like, no, man, no, chill. it still would have been like shit. It's like it's it's shit, no, it, but it wouldn't be like it might have been. It might have been shit. It might have been twice. Shit, it's like it's like shit. But like Kevin Durant, like like shit. It would have been. It would have been some deep damn. Well, that's it. See, all right, so that's it. So 
it sounds like what you're comparing Kevin Durant and Paul George, right? Like, I, like again, the Warriors would have been better with Kevin Durant over Paul George. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But to me, the question, in my opinion, is would they still, with Paul George, have they been the clear-cut yeah. favorite? They I would've, still they, think they would have maybe been, not they, as they, much, but they would have been a clear-cut favorite. It would have been, been, been a favorite. They would have been a favorite. They all know about long, long shot. They would have been a favorite. They just won 73 games. I don't think, I don't think, I, I don't, they would have been a favorite, bro. But I don't think people, I think people would have still been feeling like, yo, the Cleveland Cavaliers can beat the Golden State Warriors if they would have added Paul George. I really, I really do that feel again? that way. You, you feel that, say that again. I, I feel that people would have still been thinking that, yo, the Cleveland Cavaliers could have beat the Golden State Warriors with them adding Paul George more so than them beating them with Kevin Durant, bro. Nobody, nobody that really watched basketball thought that, that the Cleveland Cavaliers was really going to beat that Golden State Warriors team. I know I didn't. Well, of course. No one with a pulse thought that. Like, like I mean, you just really the, break the, things the, down. The, the cards are really, you know, stacked against them. I mean, it's just. Now, okay. Now, now swap, now swap Paul George with that team. It's like, all I right. I still feel that way. <laughs> you, you still. Okay. Yes. Okay. I still like, okay. We, I don't know, you, bro. First of all, first of all, you're the one that just, that talk about all the time how, you know, playoff Paul George came back with no Kawhi and brought a team like the Western Conference. That's a number one option. So what do you. That's a number one okay. option. Okay. That's a okay. number one option. Okay. As the number one, some guys are not. Some fair, guys very fair, very fair. Is, very some guys fair. cannot be the second or third option on teams. I'm sorry, like their game mentally, they be out of rhythm. Like some guys have to be the number one option. Not every time you could drop a superstar player and be like, all right, go be the third option on the championship captain. It takes a unique type of ego to like, okay. I'm gonna put my ego to the side. Like I'm gonna do what's best for the team. It's a reason why like most guys are like Chris Bosh, Kevin Love. Like those guys, like Ray okay. Allen. Like okay. it's like Paul George, a guy that has a ball in his hands, has led multiple teams to Eastern Conference Finals, who's used to being the number one option. It's just like, yo, that's a hard thing to swap. It's almost the same thing with Damian Lillard. It's a reason why like, people talk about Dame. Dame doesn't want to leave Portland to because of loyalty, but also Dame doesn't want to leave Portland because Dame views himself as a number one option. He views himself as the man, as the go-to guy, as a guy that wants to have all the credit to, to help lead a team to a championship. Paul George is cut for that, sim that similar cloth, bro. That's all I'm saying. It's just like some players to go to a different team and to play that. Second option is like, okay, I, 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 I probably can do it. But third option, like, this really is hard for me. You know, <laughs> it's, it's tough. So that's all I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, those things matter. Okay, a couple of things. One, if, when you mentioned all those other guys, right, outside of Dame, one thing that I would mention on top of that, it was who they decided to play with, right? So, like, it ain't even just, like, a, a, a Chris Bosh or a Kyrie. When you have a guy like LeBron James that is willing to, you know, obviously, any team, anytime you play with LeBron, he's going to be the number one option. But, like, there's been times where LeBron has been like, yo, you go get a bucket. I have confidence in you. It's not just me. Same thing True. with Steph and Clay. Those are two of the most unselfish superstars the league has ever seen. So I don't think that Paul George would have inserted himself and felt like alone. Now, you know, I use that very loosely, the KD situation and all that. But it's the idea of like if Paul George went there, I don't think it would have been Stephen Clay that said like, you know what, you're coming to our team. You wait your turn. We got this. If we need you, we'll call you. I don't think that would have been the case. And bro, on was, top was, of that, on bro, top was, of that, for the fact that Paul George is ringless, the fact that Paul George is not like, you know, got a bunch of championships and he's bringing that pedigree. Bro. He's going to a team that already has it. I so it's like, under, yo, underestimate what? I think you underestimate guys' egos sometimes. That shit was that. It is one of the reasons why the it's one of the reasons why Kevin Durant left the Golden State Warriors because even though like what he brought to that team and he came in, he fitted perfectly. It was still like him feeling like, yo, like they don't really like understand like what I'm bringing to the table. They don't understand like how I helped them win championships. It's just like we got people that I'm on the same team talking okay. about. You can leave. Like we don't need you. We want like okay, it's a, okay, that, that, okay. that happens, bro. Like I'm okay. not talking. Right, no, you're right. Don't really you're happen. Right. All that shit happen. Day, at the end of the day, this, these are grown men, right? And like, so at the end of the day, this not only is this a business, but dudes, you know, sometimes get testosterone problems in terms like, yo, I don't win. I don't be the number one option. Everyone, everyone wants to be the alpha dog. I get that. But at the same time, if you want to mention ego when it comes to Kevin Durant, him leaving the Golden State Warriors, at the same time. He left the Oklahoma City Thunder to join that Golden State Warriors team. And that took a bruise to his overall ego. So I don't think he has a problem with like what people think about him. At the end nah, of the man. day, as a player, you want to win basketball games. I don't give two shits what everybody else is saying. Again, especially if 
you don't have any rings. You can sit here and say, ego this, ego that. Look at your fingers. If you ain't got no jewelry on them, all then I'm maybe saying, you want to start thinking twice. All I'm saying is jewelry doesn't matter to, to all these players. Some, some, you know what matters some, to some of these players? Being a man, being a guy, having an office run through you the whole night, having the opportunity to go get you 30, 40, 50, being the guy like, yo, if I, if I win a championship, yo, they going to view me like Giannis. They're going to view where, me like Kobe. And, and where has that like, gotten most players? Where has hey, that gotten I, most players? Hey, it just depends. It depends on what they value. Hey, it depends. That, it, that depends a, on what the, it, it depends on what they value. Allen Iverson didn't win a championship, bro, but Allen Iverson did things his way, and he's viewed as this iconic legend, this iconic figure. Even though he didn't win a championship, he's still a top 20 basketball player of all time. All I'm saying is like people's mentality and the way that they feel and the way that they want to do things, that matters more to them okay. than just winning a championship or winning in general sometimes. We're you seeing know, it right now with some of the best players in the league. And it's not just a loyalty thing. It's like they want to win their way. And you got to respect that. That's ex- Okay, but you know what? That's exactly my point. You talk about AI. That was dec- decades ago in an era where players weren't like really controlling their own path the way they are now. So if yeah. anything, that's even more of a reason why I feel like, yo, dudes are realizing like, yo, I'm trying to win. I, you know, it's nice to be loyal. Obviously, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get my bag too. But if I got to leave to win, if management isn't handling their business and I got to go play with other players who, you know, might be better than me or, you know what I'm saying, it's a different system, so be it. But I'm not going to be entering 36, 37, 38 years old wondering, damn, what if I would have left? What if I would have chose myself it just, it just over depends. the organization? It depends. It depends on your makeup. It depends on what type of player you are. Things. I'm telling you. I, I'm telling you for a basketball perspective. I played basketball on the team where I was the best player on my college team, bro. And it was just kind of like my first two seasons in college. We were losing, but it's just like you know, I could have go transfer somewhere else. <laughs> but it was just like yo, I was the man. I didn't care. <laughs> you know, the, the the stats, the points per game, the accolades, the being oh, you one of those. That's, that that <laughs> matters. And you know what? When we went to the NCAA tournament, I was viewed as a guy that did it, that it was the number one option in the, the, the hey. top of the mountain. So that that matters to guys. So that's you know what, what I'm saying. That that okay. matters to guys. Okay. It's, 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 right. a, it's a mentality thing. That's what okay. I'm saying. Like, it matters. It, and may, I, and like, it's, it may be hard to explain, but that some guys are just like, yo, like, they rather, like, do it their way. Like, I rather, do, I rather did it my way than, like, yo, say, like, yo, I got to play with another guy. I got to share the ball more. I got to take a, a dip in my stats. Like, I'm not really about that. I want to be the man. I want to be the guy that's going to take us to the mountaintop. Okay. And you may die on that, and you may die trying to get to that mountaintop, like you said. That's, fi- that's fine, but there, there's a couple of differences with the statement you just said. First things first is the four-year thing, right? You're there in college for four years. You don't know how long you're going to be in the NBA, right? So as you enter college, you know for a fact, all right, I got four years to get it done. And on top of that, you have a goal in mind, right? When you're in college, for the most part, you either want to make it to the pros or to the next level. So all college is, is a resume, right? Like, you, like yeah, you want to win and all that. But at the same time, you want to use that platform to show everybody else the next step that you're going. The league, that is the, like the top of the top. So at that point, it ain't about improving or, excuse me, you know, proving your case to everybody. It's about winning a championship there, right? So I hear you on the whole, like, as an individual, I want to get my bucket in college. Cool. You probably want to do that so that, you want to reach the next level, but in the league, I'm trying to win chips, right? Damn. This 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 is the top of the top. I am trying to win. I don't give a damn what my chips. numbers are to a certain extent. To, to, a, to, certain certain, to a certain extent. To a certain extent. To a certain extent. Because you know, some people, you know, winning is secondary. I hate to say it. Like, not everybody's going to win a championship. I don't view, and that's why I hate, and that's why I've always been a guy. I hate the ring argument. That's why I'd be like, all right, let's put the rings aside. Let's talk about what they do on the court. No, like, no, let's talk about no. talent and skill. That no. matters because sometimes people can just use an argument that it does matter because people, that's that's why we got, that's why we see Bill Russell, no, no disrespect to the legend Bill Russell, but that's why we see Bill Russell in people's top fives, Diaz, because of the rings. So that, but, that, that, that argument about the whole rings, things that matter, is just like, I can't, I can't, I can't flow with that because okay, that's, not, how about this? that's not the nope. case, bro, all the time and you know that. You know how say, you know how dicey things get, bro. But don't say put it to the side. Don't say let's add like that's a part of it. Now, if you said let's that's, not that make a part it seem like right, but that is a part not, of it. If you that's one say, part, right? Exactly one. But you say put it to the side. Like, all right, let's just yeah, that's one let's part. Just, that's let's it. just analyze the eye test. No, the no, eye I'm test not. Is no, I'm not saying. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying put it to the side. Meaning like let's talk about everything. Let's just let's use it as a category. Let's use accolades and rings as a category. Let's not just use it as the end all be all when we're talking about oh this player is better than this player because he got six rings. What? 
What if, like, that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. When people analyze, when people talk about players, that's why that's why you look at the top 75 list, the NBA list that just dropped before that the season starts. And it's just like, ass. who? <laughs> who? Who's yeah, this player? Like, man, what? Because he did what in yeah. the 1930s? Like, come on, bro. But but that but that's slightly different. And I agree on that list. It, is, is it? Is it this? It is. It is. It is. Because a lot of those guys had championships about, and was, they was going off their peak and stuff like that. I don't know how different it is, really. Because, all right, so if you've been in the league for 12, 13, 14 years or whatever, and you want to sit here and tell yourself, I want to get my numbers. I want to get my stats. I want to get my money. That all sounds good. I will never be confused at someone who feels that way. But I promise you, at some point, if you keep losing over and over and over and over again, you're going to become frustrated, right? Whether you want to be the number one option or not, you are going to become frustrated. I don't care how much you like scoring the basketball. That shit is annoying. Losing not winning is, games is frustrating. You you giving up 40, yeah, but you taking L's. That's and, not but cool. It, but that's, it's, a diff- it's a difference between doing that and being like a Bradley Bill and teams not getting to the playoffs. But if you're having success and you're having a chance to go to the playoffs in first or second round and you're actually competing, that's something different compared to what you're talking about, I believe. Because even if you're competing to win and trying and you're having a chance to compete, because you never know, you could have a Cinderella year where basically like I, I look at the I look at the bubble where I'm like, damn, like this was a perfect opportunity for Dame to kind of like if they could have gone out. Which he did, it, by the way. Is, exactly. Dame's bubble was nasty, by the yeah, way. I don't know Dame's bubble, to say, it, but it was Dame's crazy. bubble and also the season before that when they had an opportunity, like, yo, they made it to the Western Conference Finals. It was like no Kevin Durant. Like, yo, damn, this this is your opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could have Hey, that's what I'm saying. So long as you give yourself chances to compete as a player, I think you're more fine. But because at the end of the day, people love to talk about LeBron James having a, more losses in the finals than wins. But most people are zero and zero. Most people are zero zero. People people talk about LeBron James. <laughs> let's be honest. Damn. People talk people talk about like yo, LeBron James has a losing record in the finals. Most people are zero and zero. So that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, if we just arguing about, like, when we do these rankings, who's better based on rings and stuff like that, it's deeper than that. That's all I'm saying. Damn. <laughs> that's the truth, yeah, bro. Cap, no cap. That might be the really We, we <laughs> yeah, argue right that's there. That true, might be the really shit I've ever heard crazy. Say. LeBron James, he got to lose a record. <laughs> Kev, you ain't never been. You ain't never been to the finals. What? You don't even know what it tastes like. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I... Damn, I think for the first time I don't have nothing to say. That's some real shit. I never even thought cap, like that. Damn, that's cap, some real cap, shit. Capper, cap, cap or no cap? Cap or no cap? The Chicago Bulls are more likely to reach the NBA Finals over the Los Angeles Lakers. No cap. Ooh, okay. I see. It, it's not even that challenge. And again, this is one of those questions where it has nothing to do with the Lakers. Okay. The, the the Bulls are playing that you know extremely well. They're healthy, right? They have um, you know their guys for the most part. They're um, they're winning. They have an MVP candidate. Um, and you know this might sound a little corny, but they believe, right? Like they they have the talent, but they but they're playing as if like they deserve to be here. They're not playing lazy. They're not they're not they're not waiting, right? They're mm. not on something. Like, oh, you know we we see Brooklyn, we see Milwaukee. That's cool. Let's let's try and get the. Fifth or sixth seed, no, like they legitimately think they can win right now, which they should. Um, and you so know, I'm, to your, you know, I know I'm surprised. That, I know, don't. I mean, I just call yeah. it how it is. Now I'm a yeah, fan. Yeah. Though, obviously, yeah, no, no, you know, no, no, no. I yeah. want to go. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. But um, from the Lakers' point, I mean, record-wise, just overall health. Um, you know, they're missing one of their top guys right right now due to injury. I mean, there's no reason, and I really do hate to say it. There's nothing outside the fact that they have LeBron James. That's a that big reason. Enough, right, it is a big reason. <laughs> but there's nothing reason. else outside of that that would give me enough. But you know what, though? I would hear you on that completely if the Bulls weren't playing the way they were. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, again, no knock to LeBron or the Lakers, but the Bulls are not playing average basketball. They're not. Okay. They are ahead of a team with Kevin Durant and James Harden, who, you know, a team that's also getting ready to add Kyrie, but, like, <laughs> they, they are ahead of the NBA champions. Like, this isn't a that's true. just a team that's hot right now. They are yeah. the best team in a conference where, you know, where we're talking about another team who's trying to fight mm. for a playing spot. So just literally just looking at the numbers mathematically, like even, like, eye tests included, like, the Bulls are here. And yeah. it, not, I'm not giving up on the Lakers, of course, but just I can't sit here and deny 
what the Bulls are doing. That's just not fair to. to I think them. it's more. I, I I respect that, but I still I'm very shocked you said no cap because to be honest, like you said, one player, one team has LeBron James and one team doesn't. One team has a guy that's but, been there multiple times. One team has Alex Caruso who's been there. Um, and also, I would say, I think that the Eastern Conference this year is going to be a little bit more tougher than the Western Conference, which is why I was a little bit surprised as well because I look at some of the top teams in the West. I'm like, all right, we got Golden State and the Phoenix Suns. Everybody else is like, huh, whatever. And that's how the Lakers, I, you know, that's if you really like, I don't know, man. I like Milwaukee, I, Miami, Milwaukee, Miami, the Bucks, the Chicago Bulls, bro. And the Brooklyn Nets, like, but that's, I, I that's hear a, you. That's a tough, but, that's more right. tough. And then I think the, the Golden State Warriors and the Phoenix Suns okay, to get see, to the finals. It. You're looking at the opposing teams as who they would have to play, which I get, obviously, you know, yeah, but at why. the same time, I think you're giving too much of a benefit of it. And it sounds crazy. I'm going against the Lakers, but it's like, you're giving too much of a benefit of a doubt to the Lakers. It's the fact that LeBron James, as much of a hero as he is right now, like that is the highlight. And Russ has been, you know, statistically, he's been, you know, playing pretty well too. And I know people like to, you know, give him shit, but like, it's not like on paper and standings wise. It's not like of course. we're in an era now. Again, right now, I'm just, I'm just speaking about the way the standings and everything looked as of today. Like, and then on top of that, when you mentioned the other team, just like Warriors, Suns, like play like this. That's it. What to ha- me. Right, right. But what happened last year was everything that I need to see that would make me want to give pause to the Lakers. Because even as great as LeBron is, right, teams are not afraid of the Lakers. Right? Teams are not walking into but I will crypto.com say, arena thinking like, oh shit, we this but, we can't beat I, them. It's not but like I will that say, anymore. But I will say this. The Los Angeles Lakers was in firm control of that first round series to get the Phoenix Suns until Anthony Davis went down. So I have to look at like think right, about like right. when, when it comes down to the playoffs and we start looking at like talent and like who has who and who has what, it's gonna be hard for me to really even the Lakers running and be the eighth seed. It's gonna be hard for me like go to state. Okay, yeah, but like if they play like the Suns, the Jazz, and it's just like I look see, at the I, I look at the top of I look at the Golden State Warriors and the Phoenix Suns. That's it to me. Like, I look at the Easter Conference, that's why I actually like, Cap or no Cap, who's more likely to, to, to reach the NBA Finals? Because I'm looking at, like, the overall teams at the top. I feel like anybody in the Eastern Conference can go to the Finals. They, they can knock each other off. I feel like the Chicago Bulls have a chance. I feel like Brooklyn Nets have a chance. The Miami Heat has a chance. The Milwaukee Bucks have a chance. But I'm really looking at, like, yo, the easier road if the Lakers don't have to play, you know, a number one yeah, seed in the, in the, the easier road is, is in the West. So that's what I'm saying. And and then don't have a healthy LeBron and a Russ and a LeBron James. I know they got issues and stuff like that, but they these guys still stamped. They all been to the finals. They all got experience. They all put up points in the playoffs. They all dominated the playoffs individually and on successful teams. It ain't like Russ ain't been to a finals. Ain't like Anthony Davis ain't dominating the finals. Ain't like LeBron James, not LeBron James. So that's what I'm saying. That's why I was like, I'm kind of surprised you said no cap. But because the only thing is, and I hate the fact that I keep having to go against the purple and gold, but the only thing is, with your statements, there is a lot of ifs, right? Like, if they match up against a certain team, if so-and-so is healthy. The Bulls are playing well right now, right? There is no if, ands, or but. They are here. Like, yeah, they are. You, you know what I'm they saying? Are. Whether they have the experience of reaching the finals, that's one thing, and that's a very good point. But, like, there's no question marks right now. They are winning basketball. They're not waiting for someone else to to not be injured. They're not waiting for another player on a different team to oh, to not be there. They are winning like, right now. A team so, that's also that's true, but also a team that the Atlanta Hawks they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, like it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be tough in the East, but bro. But that, it's gonna okay, be tough. It's gonna be tough. That's all I'm saying. It, it's gonna it, be it tough. Is. It, de- it's gonna, it definitely is. It's gonna be tough. Like people it, it, like. Playing play, play the Hawks and you're the third seed and, you, and they're the sixth seed or playing the Hawks and you're the Chicago Bulls, number one seed, and the Hawks the eighth seed right now, shit. Like, well, it's, right. it's going to so be they, hard. So basically to break down what your question is, basically, which team has a higher chance of making it to the finals? The current number one seed in the Eastern Conference or the current, what, sixth or seventh seed in the Western Conference? Yeah. That's the question I'm being asked right now. Pretty much. So, again, Long, you know, love LeBron, love the Lakers, and all that, but like, 
I have to acknowledge numbers. I like I can't just be yeah, I, I, I respect uh, 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 you know uh, only you know only just a fan. Now trust, come playoff time. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You know th- things might change. You might see a healthy AD and all that. But for now, for two day, yeah, I, I literally, I literally can't stay the Lakers. Like, yeah. it just, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a reason to. And again, that's not oh, a right. knock to them, yeah, but to the Chicago, confidence. his confidence is shook. His confidence is shook. The Lakers fans' confidence is shook. That boy, not, that boy is, is speechless. This is that more boy. me giving flowers to the Chicago Bulls as opposed okay. to Los Angeles Lakers. I can't sit here and, and deny and, and act blind to. What I'm okay. seeing from them. That's all it is. But we can hopefully we'll that. get it together. Well, yeah. Hopefully we'll get it together. All right, y'all. <laughs> Peace. Happy, uh, happy New Year. Yeah. <laughs>